Hey yo, we about to tear it up. Yo, break for break, break for break, get down. This right here is how we do it. Break it down. Welcome to Breaking Atoms, where we break things down to the very last compound. My name is my name, and my name is Chris Mitchell, a.k.a. The Actual Factual. Today's guest is someone who I've wanted to have on the show for a while. A few weeks ago, I heard a voice in my head telling me, you really should reach out. And alas, I saw a message from him in the DMs saying that he was aware of the pod and that he wanted to link up. He is a producer and an MC with an elite level of skill in both areas. As a producer, he is a highly regarded custodian of the treasured Wu-Tang sound, and he's been able to create a sound that's all his own at the same time. As an MC, he writes his lifetime in between the paper's lines with retrospective precision and layered vulnerability. He's worked with people who are either in the Hip Hop Hall of Fame or are on their way there. These include RZA, Raekwon, King Crooked, Vinnie Paz, Cannabis, Willie the Kid and The Horseman. Whether as a possession or a place on the podium, bronze may not be the most desired object of affection, but it's strong and durable, both qualities that are consistently displayed in this man's music and life. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, dogs, cats, people with jobs, people without jobs, people who wash their hands for 20 seconds, and people who don't wash their hands for 20 seconds. Bronze Nazareth on Breaking Atoms. Check it out. What up, what up, what up, man? I'm just glad to be here, man. Appreciate the opportunity. Uh, you know, Breaking Atoms, man. We're here to do it. You know what I mean? No doubt, no doubt. As I said offline, I've been a fan of yours for a long time, man. Like, I'm a Wu-Tang baby. Mm, there you go. I had a cassette of the 36 Chambers with the handwritten track list, mm. and all the song titles were wrong. <laughs> so I'm from that school. Okay. Killer Army, Sons of Man, I'm into it. So anybody who was brought in or, you know, a guest production on any of the albums, I was automatically a fan. Oh. And when I bought Birth of a Prince and I heard A Day to God is a Thousand Years and, and See the Birth, I was like, okay, not only is Bronze Nazareth a crazy name, <laughs> the name is mad, but the production was top. And I've been, I've been on your radar or you've been on my radar ever since. So as a fan, I just want to big you up. And I'm just so happy to speak to you finally after 20 plus years. Uh, no doubt, man. That's, that's, that's a lot of love, man. I appreciate it, man. You know, I, I, I try to make the music timeless, man. So, you know, we can go back, we can go forward and uh, I'm just, you know, trying to keep that quality up, man. So I, I definitely appreciate the love and, and the, uh, the support over the years, bro. No doubt. No doubt. So let, let's start with this new album. You've taught me a new word, ekphrasis. When I saw this word, I said, okay, because I'm, I'm a word guy, I'm a word nerd. Right. I said, what's this? And I looked it up and I'm like, okay, bronze is on something else today. Yeah. Can you describe for our listeners, just in layman's terms, what the word ekphrasis means and when did you first come across the word? Yeah, so ekphrasis, man, I, uh, I'll start with how I, I, I came across it, man. I was... Uh, I don't even remember where I saw it, but I was watching a TV show and uh, they somebody mentioned this word and I, I don't know why, but it stuck with me and I was like, what the fuck is that? And so I happen to, I'm the same as you, man. I love words, you know what I mean? Give me something new, something to sparkle my ears and shit. So I was like, yo, what is that? So I looked it up and it was like crazy because it's kind of the way I feel about 
you know, my writing and my bars. So exorcist is basically uh, a description of your art or description of a piece of art or a piece of work um, in writing that um, is so descriptive. It's so vivid that it's almost like better than actually being there as a listener. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's like the supreme level of, of, of descriptive and vivid writing, man, you know? And so I felt like that's the, that's the, that's the layer I was on, on the, on the album with, uh, my good homie Rock Marcy, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think the word really describes your writing because, you know, when we talk about producers on the mic, I think sometimes the producers on the mic, they're, they're better known for the beats. Mm-hmm. And the writing is something they can do well when needed. But you're one of the few that I think you're as good as a writer as you are a producer. Thanks. I think you write on a very poetic level. I remember, I can't remember what song it was. Mm-hmm. And you said something like... um. I'm a bird flying backwards in a broken sky. Yeah. Something like that. And I was like, yo, that's an ill image right there. It's, it, you strike me as someone who can just write. You don't just write songs. You could write novels and journals if you wanted to. Facts, yeah. Uh, yeah, I've been writing since I was young, man. I remember even in like grade school, I, I used to win this shit called the, uh, the Young Authors Convention and shit. So we'd be writing our little stories. And uh, I remember I, I I used to go to that shit every year. You'd have you'd be like the top three writings in the in the school. And so yeah, ever since I was young, I've been into creative and descriptive writing. And uh, I'm just very visual. Like I'm a visual learner and shit. So I could I could I could learn by seeing. You know what I mean? So I'm trying to Got you. I'm trying to bring what I see to the listeners' ears. You know what I mean? No, for real, for real. So new album, yeah, produced by Rock Marciano. Why have you decided to share production duties? This time around, um, I just I think that uh, obviously me and me and Rock are in the same ballpark as far as uh, you know styles and in 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 the the, in the, the uh, level of our music. Um, but uh, I think it's just the, the pairing of a, of a couple legends and shit. Um, so I, I see it as uh, expansion. You know what I mean? I'm trying to I'm trying to touch as many people as I can, and um, you know I'm still growing every year. Uh, that's why I say on um, Kettle Black, I say, God willing, I'm still climbing. You know what I mean? So um, I think it's just like, this is hip hop and we're here to do art and have fun and, and make make bangers and shit. So it's like the only thing that could come out of something with me and Rock, you know what I mean? It's going to be a banger. So, um, you know, it's always been, you know, a thought and a, and a great idea to me. So I, I just I acted on it. I hit Rock up and, and decided to run with that shit. You know what I mean? Fire. It always interests me though, like as a producer, because you're so capable, you can make, and you've done it. You've made albums by yourself, for yourself. As a producer, reaching out to another producer, what is it you're looking for in particular? What, what does another producer need to do or have in order to catch your ear as, an, as a producer? Oh uh, man, I, I think that's just kind of about, you know, uh, first of all, the level of, of, of quality, you know, that's first and foremost. But second, it's like, this is a, it's a different person. So it's a different personality to me. And even if we're in the same ballpark, as far as like the East Coast sound and style, um, he's going to bring some motions and moods that I'm not going to bring. He's going to pull out this part of some song that I never heard and find a jewel out of it. I always say like the, the, the beats to a producer are like our babies and shit. So it's like, uh, you know, saying I'm I'm babysitting and shit. You know, what I mean, it's a, it's a, it's an away game. I've been saying. Um, so I think that's 
that's the thing I look for. The mood, the emotion, same shit I look for in my beats. You know what I mean? Something that's right. going to make my pen move. You know what I mean? And, uh, there's certain people that got it, certain people that don't got it, but you know, rock, I, I, I always knew he always has it. You know what I mean? Every joint I, I really enjoy. So, um, yeah, it was a no brainer to me, man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm always interested, uh, to ask MCs cause I'm an MC myself. Okay. Okay. What's your writing process? Cause for me, I need to sit with the beat for a while. And then I write in my head. Are you, are you a quick writer? Is it, it, does it depend on the beat? Can you describe that for me? Yeah, my process is really, uh, I, it's, it's all over the place, bro. Sometimes I might just get a feeling I might be on the plane and I'm writing to the air, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, um, yeah, a lot of times I like to sit with the beat, make sure the beat gives me a feel or whatever. Um, so it, it does mainly start with me sitting with the beat, feeling that shit. And uh, I'm a pretty quick writer once I get that, that groove, but I can hear 10 beats and they'll move me. And when I hear the 11th beat and that shit really gets to me, then it's like, it's off to the races, man. My shit just flows like that uh, usually. So, um, yeah, I'm a pretty quick writer as long as I'm in the groove with the beat and, uh, you know, feeling it. You know what I mean? I think it's worth mentioning. I was doing my research and I got reminded really quickly that you worked with Rock Marcy really early on. Yeah. You know, just after Flip Mode and, you know, five, six years before Marsberg came out and changed the game. What are your thoughts on his evolution and watching him grow as an MC and as a businessman? Because he's, he's made some moves on the business side that have really kind of made people pay attention with the pricing and all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, I think that's one of the, uh, I've, I've always loved his music. So I think one of the things that drew me to him and I got to salute jazz as well, um, is their business model and their, their trend setting. You know what I mean? Um, he was rock was a guy that stuck with that style. He stuck with the beats. He stuck with that grimy shit. He didn't try to flip, go to do some trap or, you know, stuff that's out of his lane, but always just stayed with that high level of quality. Um, so I think that having them as trendsetters was almost more important than the beats themselves. You know what I mean? Because, you know, your reputation is everything, man. And I have that sterling reputation of, of those two behind me. And, uh, you know, just watching the business moves they make and how they innovate and trendset, uh, it's inspiring. You know what I mean? Especially on the independent level. So, mm-hmm. um, yo, trendsetters first was, was the thing that really got me. Cause I'm on, I've been doing music, you know, I could do music, but the challenge in the whole industry shit is the business. You know what I mean? So you got to mm-hmm. make sure you on that business. I mean, the music is the music. You got to keep that high level, but then you got the whole other side. And I think that rock and uh, and jazz have been stellar at that. And uh, it's something that inspires a lot of people, a lot of MCs. A lot of people started boosting up their they album price and all that off of that. So, um, like I said, that's setting trends, man. And that's what I was, I was equally attracted to as much as the beach. You know what I mean? Definitely. A shout out to jazz, friend of the show. We've had him on. Uh, we've had him on the show before a few months ago and it was definitely a fun conversation. Next, I want to offer my uh, my condolences mm. and say rest in peace, Kevlar7. Yes, on Survivor's Vow, you, you're talking to him. Mm-hmm. As someone who's listened to your music for 20 plus years, I'm familiar with his voice yeah. and I'm familiar with his art. But for those who may not know who Kevlar7 was and is, let's talk about him in the present present tense. Who is Kevlar Seven as a person and as an artist? Kevlar, my my blood brother. He's the one that got me into hip hop. 
You know what I mean? He started my whole interest in the rap. Um, so, you know, growing up with Kev, it was amazing. We was always in the music. And uh, we had, you know, little rap groups when we was younger with my cousins and shit. Like, we, we formed the idea of the Wise Men together. And uh, he was uh, instrumental in, in the group and also in my career. Like, if it wasn't for no Kevlar, you know what I mean? I wouldn't have probably been this deep into hip hop and uh, been working it like this. But, uh, yeah, he made... Uh, bunch of dazzling albums uh i think his best album sophisticated movement um you know obviously a staple on our our uh critically acclaimed wiseman approaching album um and like i said my blood brother uh he had a heart condition um called aps anti-phosphorus syndrome and he would get these blood clots and shit so he'd get a blood clot in his leg and then start traveling up and so uh he was on blood thinners man for like years and years man and uh 2014, uh, the one that he was on, the blood thinner, it, it kind of stopped working so well. And so they switched him on some other shit. And then he just started having bad problems. He ended up getting four blood clots in his lungs. And then he he uh, ended up having heart failure, man, and passed away on uh, December 23rd, 2014. So, uh, you know, that was my heart, man. And uh, he's one of the reasons I, I continue to do music, man. You might see... If I post, I always put a hashtag doing it for you, Kev. So, um, you know, important person, great, great brother, great artist, and, you know, way, way, way even better person. You know what I mean? So that's Kevlar, man. Y'all just go check his music out and play it and, and, and enjoy him and experience him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Rest in peace, Kevlar 7. And I highly recommend the Die Ageless album. Fire. You mentioned, you mentioned some early groups. I, I was doing my research as, as usual. And I heard about the South House Click. <laughs> wow. Who was in Yo. the South House Click? Tell, right, tell wow. me about that's, that. That's wild. So the South House Click, man, it was just part of a high school called the South House. And uh, this is like the area where my squad would hang out. So we became the South House Click, man. And um, it was really a bunch of dudes in a group. A lot of us was football players on the squad. But uh, the main people was myself, uh, my homie Buddha King. My homie G-Rod, which y'all now know as June Megalodon. And my homie Rome uh, was also in this group. And we had a little rap group, and we named it the South House Click. Uh, and this is back when we were just fucking around, and we was, like, spitting over other people's instrumentals. So that was, like, the that was like the basis of when my shit first formed and me wanting to actually uh, record and make music. And uh, that was the spawn of it, you know what I mean? It's crazy. I hear you. Wow. I hear you. There's no music from the South House Click, is there? Nah. I, you know what? I got uh, I got two songs on a disc from years and years ago. That's just like bedroom recordings and shit. So that's it, man. But that, that definitely was the, the spawn of it all, man. That's crazy. You I hear you. That. That's wild. Yeah. I, listen, they call me the actual factual <laughs> on the show. I love that's, it. Summit calls me that, so no, I, I have to live up to the name. Let's talk about your early days on Think Differently Music. Yeah. Wu-Tang meets the indie culture. You were the foundational bedrock for the sound on that album. I think you produced more than half of it. How did you meet Dreddy Kruger? Man, uh, I had, once I signed with RZA, um, I shot back to Detroit, was waiting for more opportunities to come, and then Dreddy just called me out the blue. Um, Told me about this album, introduced himself. We began, you know, communicating and all that. And then once he he got to deal with Baby Grand, 
you know, he flew me out and like, boom, it was takeoff. You know, we was in the lab, we was in 36 chambers uh, daily, you know, knocking shit out. Um, and then we just, you know, it grew from there. And then, uh, you know, to, to uh, I mean, I really wasn't surprised. I thought the shit was hot, but uh, to, to everybody's surprise, it did super well on the independent level and uh, it hit real hard, kind of spilled me right into the crowd of uh, indie listeners, you know what I mean? And so that was big for me. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any um? Do you have any memorable uh, memories from those sessions? Ah, uh, yeah, man. I remember it was uh oh man, it was this one session, man, and uh, three six mafia was was in there. Three six mafia came through, and uh, they ended up kind of they managed a dude kind of got into it with a couple people that was in the studio, and uh. It was uh it was a little fist fight in there. Uh <laughs> it was a bunch of journalists in there too, and they was uh checking out the album, uh doing some reviews and shit. And so when the fight broke out, uh I think half the group that was fighting left talking about we're gonna be back, we coming back with some shit. And so it was like after they said that, the journalist was in there, they waited for a minute and they was like, uh, all right, we're out, we'll see you later. So they shot out of there. That shit, As they do. Yeah, that shit was funny, man. It was it was wild though. It was a wild time and it was intense, man. So that was a crazy memory from that sessions, man. Indeed. I love that album, Your Beat on Lyrical Swords. Yeah. Oh man. Yo. That was a hell of a chop right there, man. That's, that's my word. Man, thank you, bro. Thank you. And you know what? I'm not a producer, right? So I go by feeling. Mm. And the way you chopped it and arranged it, it's like it's got this slight delay. Yeah, yeah. But it's perfect. Yeah, I remember. And then yeah. you put Jizzer and, and Razkaz together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Oh, that's yeah. one of my favorite beats from you. Yeah, those two is powerhouse, man. That's a, that's that's one of my favorite all time classics as well. And I love that. Shit. Yeah, amazing. Congratulations on fifteen years of the Great Migration. Thank you, bro. Thank you. Thank fifteen. You. Yes. Put me on the map with it, you know what I mean? I was listening to it in the in the gym a few weeks ago on the treadmill and it still sounds dope. Beautiful. That, that, still that sounds dope. Striving for that timeless music, you know what I mean? So I, I, I hear I'm, you. I'm glad it's, it's coming across that way, you know what I mean? I hear you. I always have to ask though, so much time has passed. Is there anything about the great migration you would change in high, in hindsight? Yeah, man, it was it's uh uh it's a couple of joints on there. I didn't like how the mix and the master came out, man. Like uh, I think Black Royalty and uh, uh, Solar Van Gogh. Uh, I don't know what happened, but you know they turned the shit in before I really heard the finals. And that shit came out. I was pretty disappointed in that. And on uh, the Bronze Man, I was gonna ask you about this. Yeah, like okay, so uh, we did the song, and uh, I had two verses. And they was gonna put sin in in between me. I was like, bet, let's get it. And so I thought that's how it went, and this and the other. And this is another like rookie mistake because I was like, okay, that's how y'all gonna do it. Cool, go ahead and turn it in. I didn't hear it. So when the album comes out, I pop the shit on, and I'm the bronze man come on, and somebody put both of my verses together as one. And so the whole second half of that shit, which is my second verse was off beat and i was like oh man i was steaming bro i called niggas like what the fuck what the, who the fuck did no i mean i went crazy but yo it was out there already and it was like there's nothing we could do it's, it's already out it's manufactured you know what i mean so it was like i just had to eat that but i would man i would love to go back and change that which i i kind of changed it i put out thought for food of uh, volume two i put the the proper version on there but you know it, it was out the bag already it was too late so 
Yeah, it was it was it's a couple things I wish I could tidy up on there, man. But all in all, I'm I'm happy. Happy with it. Yeah, it's a great album and I think I understand how you feel as an artist where you think, "Oh, I want to change this." But there's something about those mistakes and sometimes what you know, those little imperfections yeah. that the audience you know, we'll love, you know, I was listening to the Bronzeman, like, I like this, this is dope, until I found out, oh, you, there's a different version, but I'd already bought into the original, so it didn't right, really matter to yeah. me, but I understand, yeah. yeah, I understand what it's like as an artist. You've had a really busy year, you've always stayed consistent, but this year in particular, you have been moving like a madman, you've done bundled raps with Leaf Dog, you did um, Season of the Seven, Recognize Ali, and you've just dropped this new album, being as I'm from the UK, I've got to ask, how did you connect with Leaf Dog and what was that working process like? Oh, man, Leaf, man, that's my dog. Uh, uh, Leaf, man, we, uh, we were just kind of kicking it online here and there, mutual respect. And then um, I think 2018, I had, a, uh, I had a little tour out in London, out in the UK. And uh, I was doing a few shows out there. And uh, uh, Leaf and... and um, uh, um, they uh, actually came out and uh, BVA, him and BVA showed up to my show. And so I was like, yo, that's love, man. And, uh, you know, we just kicked it that night or whatever. And uh, uh, we, I think we had been sending each other some sounds, but, you know, after that night, it was like, yo, that's, that's love, man. Let me, let me go sit down and take, you know, these joints serious and, and, and hammer something out. So then I just started, I just started painting it out, you know, sending him joints and he'll send me some more beats and then and we just chiseled it out, man. It was, uh, it was dope, man. Uh, we, we planned to do the tour, but then like Corona hit and fuck that shit all up. But, um, yeah, look for us to, to hit the road on that shit too. But it was, it was, it was a great process, man. Real easy, you know what I mean? I like smooth mm -hmm. work, you know what I mean? And that's that's basically <laughs> what it was, man. Yeah, you're on my bucket list of people to see. Um, I promise myself, next time you come to London, I'm pulling up. For sure, I'm pulling bro. up. Let's get it. I'm pulling up. Let's get it. You have a history with one of my favorite producers, Mr. Apollo Brown. Yes. I love that man. And I told him when we had him on the show, mm -hmm. I love his music the same way I love yours. So you can imagine my joy and my surprise when I found out that you two had a history before music. Talk about your relationship with Apollo Brown and was he a member of the Wise Men? Uh, yeah, man. Um, Apollo, man. I, uh, I grew up with Apollo, man. We've, uh, we've known each other since grade school, like sixth grade, man. So um, we got a lot closer in high school and that's when I was making beats already. So, um, I, uh, I I spread that around to him. I showed Kev, you know what I mean? And so, you know, it was just us making beats for years or whatever. And then I think he uh, I think he stopped making beats for a bit. I continued on. And then um, this is uh, through like the college years and shit. And so then after college, we moved into the, we moved to Detroit in uh, 2003. And uh, he was uh, me, Apollo and Kevlar. And we all, we, we was roommates in the house we had together. So, just you know three dudes in there banging out beats we built the studio in the basement and we was all recording and this is this is when the wise men began and uh apollo was uh one of the original members of the wise men yeah he used to rap too you know what i mean he used to rap heavy so he was a spitter in the group you know what i mean so uh, <laughs> you know what's funny yeah, bro that's, that's facts man i brought that up to him i'm mm -hmm. like i know you used to rap and he he had this 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 sparkle in his eye like that weren't me 
I'm like, I know it's you, you know. Like, I know it's you. But um, yeah, he 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 skipped over that one. It's really interesting because when I first heard Apollo, I don't know. I just heard something, and I'm like, there's a connection here mm-hmm. with with with, and you know, I know there's the Detroit connection, but I'm just like, when I heard the story, you two knew each other. I'm like, yeah, it makes sense. It's different, but it's similar. It's weird. It's weird. And there were like, there were rumors on forums that, you know, mm-hmm. like Apollo Brown and Bronze Nazareth were quite similar. And I was like, yeah. But they're different because I can tell your beats. I hear your beats. Uh, uh, it's Bronze Nazareth. But no, I, I really, you, you two together, I, I think I think are really dope. And I love the joint that you did with um, Baldy James. Overdo it. Yeah. That one's crazy. Yeah. Fire, bro. Crazy. More, more, more coming for sure, man. More coming. Before we wrap up, as a fan, I have to ask, I have to ask, Wiseman approaching, classic, Children of a Lesser God, amazing. Are we going to get another Wiseman album? Oh, uh, man, you know, I get that question a lot, man. And um, I'm, it, there's been talks, bro. It's been talks. Um, it's it's kind of difficult for me because, um, you know, Salute the Kid, is uh, he's incarcerated. Uh, he got 10 to 20. Um, but he looking at what he, he looking at getting out in 2023. Um, so that's, you know, that's a big piece missing. Although I do have some Kev verses left. That's a big piece missing. Um, honestly, I don't really know where Philly's at with the raps right now. You know what I mean? Um, everything else we kind of ill is in gear, big June in gear. Um, but I don't know, man, it's kind of tough for me to get over those missing pieces. Like I said, I, 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 I still feel like I could engineer a, a, a banging album and I, I might just do it, but I, I guess I'm still trying to get over the loss of those two, man. And, and, and trying to visualize how this kind of new form of Wiseman would sound. And then you got my bro, Lord Josiah in there too, who's a, who's a strong piece standing in for my bros. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, like I say, I kind of have a hard time kind of getting the picture of what this, it, it kind of feels like a new group to me. You know what I mean? So um. Yeah, I don't know, man. If 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 it ain't wise, it'd definitely be a Black Day label group thing. That would but, be dope. Uh, we'll see, man. We'll see. You mentioned Philly before we end. I have to big you up on that Detroit Gambino track, bruv. Detroit Gambino is sick. I remember I was watching a video with M A E. Yeah, my memory's crazy. M A E, and you had the um the Bronze Nazareth chain, and the beat was playing yeah. in the background. Yeah. And I remember saying, yo, that beat is nuts. And then when, when I got the Philly album and I heard it, I was a happy customer, man. Oh, man. Yeah, that's, 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 that's a fireball right there, man. Detroit Gambino, baby. Uh, you know, not much else I could say. Just go, go check that shit. It's a fucking banger, y'all. Yeah, absolutely. Before we wrap up, I'm an alien. I've come from space and I've heard about this new album. You've got Exrasis. What, as, what can I expect to, to hear from it as a listener? As a listener, man, you gonna even though you're from a different planet, you gonna feel this shit. You gonna feel the emotions. You gonna feel the spirit, even if you couldn't understand the words so clearly. You could feel, you could feel it in my voice. So um, I think that it's gonna leave you with a feeling. You know what I mean? And uh, once you get through that feeling and you and you get into it, then you're gonna start hearing the actual words and the communication that I'm doing on there. And it's going to hit different. So, yeah, give, give, give it that ear. You know what I mean? Bronze, I want to big you up. I want to say thank you. You've been consistent. You've been reliable as an artist. You as well, brother. 
no doubt. And I'm, I'm going to tell my listeners, I'm going to give them an, inst- an instruction. Please go and check out the Great Migration, all the wise men stuff. Please, please, please check out the stuff from this year with Leaf Dog. Season of the Seven is incredible. Please make sure you go and check that out. And Bronze Nazareth, you are a friend of the show. I really appreciate you and thanks for your time. You still have my support from now until whenever. Thank you, bro. I appreciate the opportunity, man. And uh, yo, whenever y'all need me, man, give me a shout. We on it, man. Peace, brother. Respect to Bronze Nazareth for coming on the show. I can't say enough good things about his music, but please, 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 please check out his new Ekphrasis album out now on Fat Beats. It's worth a listen. And if you love your music with depth and substance, I'm sure you'll be able to appreciate it. Actually, you know what? Head over to blackday.bandcamp.com and check out the entire Bronze Nazareth catalog along with the rest of the Wise Men discography. Trust me, buying from Bandcamp is good for the soul and the pockets. I love a cha-ching email. And like they say on the Super Duty Tough Work podcast, support good music financially and spread the word socially. We are on the socials. You can find us at Break the Atoms on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can find me at I Am Kinetic with a K at the end on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can also find Summit at Hip Hop Chronicle on, guess what? Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We'll be back next week with an in-depth and informative conversation with another one of our hip hop heroes because it's what we do. And like Easy E said, boy, you should have known by now. Until then, peace. Peace.